Well, I just got back from Oregon. Yep, I did. And we had a special um, family reunion that was kind of happened because I had a birthday. And my birthday, I, I started a new decade. I started to say century, but that's not right. <laughs> I had a great time, but I missed the storm. And more importantly, I missed all the helping that happened. And, um, oops, are we okay there? Okay. Are you guys okay? Ears fine? One of the things that I get to share with you tonight is that past, I, I get to help right here. Pastor Marsha asked me to tell all of you that we have enough ice, that the need for ice has gone down, and we have enough. We're on a need for basis, but thank you all so very much for, for supplying the ice. And, you know, when I was in Oregon, we were glued to the Weather Channel, and I mean glued to the Weather Channel. But what I figured out about the Weather Channel is that they either sensationalize stuff or they minimize stuff. So I couldn't tell exactly what was going on. The guy was standing on the Weather Channel down by Lily Oklani and at the Bayfront, and he's like making it sound like this is a, an unprecedented historical thing and that um, everything was just going to be blown away and there wasn't any wind. And I'm going, hmm, let's see, everything looks kind of calm right there. So I started texting, and I text Pastor Marcia, and I text the staff, and I texted my, my friends and my neighbors. I'm going, tell me what's going on. And what I realized was that if you want to have the right perspective, you go to the source. Isn't that right? If you want the right perspective, you go to the source. So tonight, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about going to the source of all wisdom and knowledge. I think tonight is going to be a personal night, and that's my prayer. My prayer is that God will speak to each of you individually. What he gave me to share with you tonight isn't necessarily something new. A lot of you will go, oh yeah, I remember that scripture. Oh yeah, I remember the Lord saying that. But what I believe he wants to do tonight is by his Holy Spirit remind us of some very important things in preparation for the next season he's going to take our church. I missed last Wednesday night, so I listened on the New Hope app to the message that Pastor Sheldon brought last Wednesday night. And it was awesome. If you weren't here last week, be sure you listen to that message. And it was so good, I thought, I need to kind of recap a little bit. So I wrote down a few things that he said, and I want to review that. And remember, tonight is going to be a personal night and a review night, a reminder night. Lord Jesus, by your Holy Spirit, I pray that every single person here will have open ears and an open heart to hear you anew what you are saying to this church. Lord, make it personal, I pray in the name of Jesus. Okay, so um, here are some things that Pastor Sheldon said, and I love it. I thought, oh, this is a great introduction. I get to use something he wrote. <laughs> he said, what I learned today is for God's plan tomorrow. Do you remember that? 
What I learned today is for God's plan tomorrow. God has a plan for us. He equips us today for his plan tomorrow. He knows the beginning and the end. That is an awesome statement. Whatever we're going through today, it's in preparation for what his plan is tomorrow. Okay, secondly, he said, um, he told the story out of Matthew 7, that where Jesus said, if you hear my words, you're like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And when the winds and the storm came, it didn't blow away. We can all relate to that now, right? You guys more than me, because I was in Oregon. But (laughs) we know that if we build on him, There is security, there is stableness, there is solidness in our lives. So he talked about that, and he said this. When the Bible tells us to build on the rock, we we still have to constantly upgrade, renew, rebuild, maintain, right? Do you have to keep up with your house? And even when there's just some... You know, the humidity and the mildew and all that, we still have to constantly renew, maintain, rebuild. Okay, so he talked about how we sometimes operate in recovery mode instead of preventive mode. And he talked about that. You guys remember that? Okay, we don't want to be in recovery mode, we want to be prepared. Instead of in recovery, we want to be preventive. So he said, being discipled and equipped out of Romans means this, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's right. And then he said, out of James chapter 1, that we're not to be just hearers of the word, but we're to be doers of the word, right? And that's what propels us into preventive mode. That's what helps us to seize what's happening today so that we can fulfill his plan for tomorrow. He said this at the end, disciples are learners. We are constantly renewing our minds. Amen? That's what the scripture says for us to do. And that, and he also talked about Luke 14 And he talked about the cost of discipleship. And there is a cost to being a disciple of Christ. But there's also guaranteed blessing. And so tonight, I want to do part two. I want to talk about um, that. I want to talk about, ready? The fear of God. (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) But let me put that in context. Uh, Glenn made mention of, uh, of Proverbs, and I want us to start off with this verse. Proverbs 1.7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom or knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. So what does it mean to fear the Lord? What does that mean? I'm going to define that in a second, but first of all, I want to preface with this. Um, last week... Pastor Sheldon introduced a new format that we will be beginning on Wednesday nights on September 3rd. And the vision for that, for this new season for our church was born out of this conviction, and I believe this with all my heart, that the Lord is calling us afresh, this body of believers, this church family, to a deeper relationship with him. And 
he's calling us to go deeper, not just by attending new sessions or courses on a Wednesday night, but to go deeper by examining our own hearts, by our personal response to how we are committed to him, to how we are making him Lord of our lives. So that's what I want to talk about tonight. We each have a choice. And to begin our journey for this new season, and we are in a new season, and I'm pretty excited about it, to begin that journey, we have to fear the Lord. So first of all, I want to talk about what the fear of the Lord is not, okay? When I was nine years old, I think I was a fourth grader, my mom used to drop my sister and I off at this little Baptist church in Roseville, Michigan. And the church was wonderful, sweet little church, very caring people. But when you reached fourth grade, if you were there, like we were part of a group called Pioneer Girls, I loved it. I got badges, I got food, it was awesome. But if you were a part of Pioneer Girls, and we were there for something special on, I think it was a Sunday night, um, you had to go into service if you were fourth grade and up. So I had never been to an evening service in this church, and I was a nine-year-old child that was very curious about God. And children have this natural um, wonder built into them about God and the things of God. So I was very curious. So I paid attention to everything in every service. So I'm in the service, and they had a guest speaker that night. And the guest speaker was this real hellfire and brimstone evangelist, (laughs) and he cut loose, let me tell you. And I'm in my chair, scared to death. (laughs) And he he said this. He said, there is a line that goes through this congregation, and it goes around chairs and around people, and there is a line that goes around all over this congregation. And on one side are those that are going to heaven, and on the other side are those that are going to hell. I was scared out of my mind, let me tell you. In fact, I went home and for the next few weeks, I got up almost every night in the middle of the night to beg God not to send me to hell. And that experience for me, now that gentleman that preached did not know what he was doing to my nine-year-old heart. But it kept me from understanding who Jesus really was for the next few weeks. It kept me from understanding what his love was all about. I was so afraid of God. I was afraid I wasn't good enough to go to heaven. That is not the fear of the Lord. We are not to be afraid of a vindictive God. That is not who our Lord is. Can I hear an amen on that? Amen. That's right. What the fear of the Lord is this. I'm going to talk about two things. First of all, the Hebrew word for fear in that scripture is yira, and it's Y-I-R, and I don't think they have okinas in Hebrew, but we'll call it that, A-H. And what that word means is reverence. What that is talking about is being in awe of the Almighty God. Being in awe of him, it is a reverent thing. Understanding, did you get it right? Understanding what it means to serve an awesome God who loves us. 
That's what that, that word fear means. The scripture says that that fear, that awe, that surrender to, that God, that that to fear him is the beginning of wisdom. Above all else, you start there. You fear God. You're not afraid of a vindictive God. You fear him. You reverence him. Be reminded of that. There are days when I don't fear the Lord. I don't think about how awesome he is. I think about the good things he does for me, but I don't always think about how awesome he is, and that's the God I have relationship with. Remember what I said. This is a personal night. This is a reminder night. Okay? Have you come face-to-face with the awesome God today? who has promised to share with you his wisdom and knowledge. That is the beginning. Now, that's the beginning. Now what? For the present, to fear the Lord is to have the provision of grace for growth for what we're doing right now. To have the provision of grace and growth. If we fear him, he will get us to where we need to be. That's what his word says. Philippians 3, 13, and 14. I'm going to read that scripture to you. Write it down. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended or to have arrived. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. This is a picture of a runner. In the scripture, Paul was using a picture of a runner straining every muscle to reach the goal. And when I was reading it, I thought about, how many of you have seen Chariots of Fire? Old movie, but it's about um, this guy named Eric Little who was a famous runner. And he, remember, he ran with his head back like this when he reached the goal. And that's the picture I saw. In fact, in the last race in the movie, someone trips him and he falls and makes up the time at the end, and you see him with the music going at the end, and he's running, every muscle strained, every part of him, his head back, reaching for the goal. That's what this is talking about. I press toward the goal for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. The fear of the Lord is all all about his lordship in our lives. And this is what I really want you to get. He will give you, he will provide for you the grace uh, and what you need for growth and to get to your goal. That's the fear of the Lord when we fear him. But part of fearing him is making him Lord of your life. And you might say, he is Lord of my life. But are you daily making him Lord of your life? Are you acknowledging the awesome God that he is Lord of every part of your life. Philippians 1.21 says, For to me to live is Christ. All that we do, all that we are, we have to make him Lord of our life. We have forgotten that, believe it or not, in a lot of things that we do. We make the decision to follow Jesus. When we make the decision to follow Jesus, it's more than just saying the sinner's prayer. It's more than that. When you say the sinner's prayer, you are saying, God, I do want to know you. 
I believe in you. I believe that you are the Son of God. I know that I am a sinner and that I need you. And it's at that moment that Jesus welcomes you and all of heaven rejoices. But it takes more than the sinner's prayer. It takes surrender. And that's my first word I want you to remember. Surrender. I told him to put this up here because I thought, I've seen Pastor Sheldon do this. I thought it looked cool, but I can't draw. So I'm just going to write, surrender. <laughs> okay. Surrender is something that we get to do daily as we, as we um, follow Jesus. Surrender, um, the journey to Jesus being our Lord every day with sur- is surrendering all that we are to him. He does not just, you know, when he called his disciples, he didn't just say, acknowledge who I am. He said, follow me. So it's not just saying, I acknowledge you to be the Lord and then doing whatever we want. It's saying, I want to know you. I want to follow you. I want you to be a part of everything in my life. It's surrender. John 14, 6 says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. When I um, met the Lord, I was 16, and my family grew up kind of Baptist, and then they got into some other cultish kind of stuff, and one person said this, and one person said that, and so I decided by junior high that there was no God because this person said this about God, and this person said this about God, and who knew the truth? And when I got saved, when I came to know the Lord, it was dramatic for me. Because I met the one who is the truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And it was so exciting. It was so exciting to know the one who is the truth. In other words, because he saved us, because he provided on the cross salvation for us, we get to surrender to his lordship every single day consciously we get to surrender Matthew 6 says but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you it takes action on our part doesn't it seek first the kingdom of God surrender to him every single day the second word I want you to remember is commitment Did you get that, Matt? Commitment. He was trying to guess the words. (laughs) Philippians 3, 13, and 14 again says that I I, um, forget those things which are behind, and I'm reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Okay? So um, we never arrive, do we? The scripture says that we are being changed from glory to glory. We never accomplish everything and say, okay, I'm done, I'll just wait for heaven. We get to be changed every single day. There's a commitment involved. Disciples are learners till Jesus comes. Disciples are learners till Jesus comes. That's commitment. 
to fear him, to surrender daily, committed to his will for our lives, makes him Lord and to make him Lord of everything in our lives. That's commitment. Some people just get holy for church. But Jesus is a, needs to be a part of everything that we do. God is sacred everywhere. Everywhere. Um, he wants to, us to recognize his lordship in every aspect of our lives. I call it sanctifying the everyday. You are not just a child of God on Sundays and Wednesdays. You are a child of God every single day. Remember, it's a night of reminding. Jesus wants to remind each of us, make him Lord of your life every single day. In fact, this is what he's done for us. And this is one of those scriptures that sometimes I have a Holy Spirit breakdown on this scripture. It's out of Ephesians. And it's chapter 2, verses 4 through 10 says this, but God who is rich in mercy. In fact, close your eyes and just listen to this. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses or sin, made us alive together with Christ, for by grace you are saved, and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. What that scripture is saying is that we are his workmanship. We are what he has formed and made. And he has made us to sit together in heavenly places. That's partnership with him. Positionally, we are part of heaven already. Positionally, we are in partnership with Jesus Christ. We are his workmanship. We don't want to just do church here. We want to be the church. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay. The third word is... Can you see this, Matt? Endurance. Okay. For the present, to fear God is the beginning of wisdom. To fear God in the presence is to rest in his provision for grace and for growth. So we surrender to him. Lord, be a part of everything in my life. We commit to follow him and to do his will in our lives every day. Not just to say, yes, you are the Christ and do our own thing, but no, to follow him when he calls us to follow him. And then... Part of fearing God provides for us the endurance we need to reach the goal. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 says this, Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. So let us run. It's on our part. Let us run, and he will give us the endurance. But endurance takes determination and work, doesn't it? Um, when I was in high school, you'd never believe this, but I was on the track team. My friend decided that she was 
wanted to be on the track team, and so she dragged me along. She says, oh, come on, let's join the track team. It'll be fun. <laughs> I thought, okay, I'll throw that discus thing. That'll be okay. <laughs> so I wasn't very good at the discus thing, but during practice, <laughs> during practice, the coach noticed that I could keep going. So I didn't get to throw the discus. I got to be a long-distance runner. So it was so good for me because I'm not very fast, but I can keep going. So I ran the mile and the long-distance relay. And the only thing in competition, I only got a, my highest ribbon was a third, just so you know. My, the only thing that got me to finish a race was that I kept, I'd count all the way around. Okay, that was one time around. I've got to get around four times. And I watched the goal. And that's what Jesus wants us to do. He wants us to display the kind of endurance that keeps our eyes on the goal, to press toward that goal. And you can only have endurance to run those races when you determine that Jesus is Lord of everything in your life. If you walk in his wisdom and in his knowledge, you will have the endurance to finish the race. So lay aside every weight, okay? Remember what Pastor Sheldon said, what I deal with today, what I learn today, is for God's plan tomorrow. He knows the beginning and the end. He knows the start of the race and he knows the goal. Make him Lord of your life every day and every circumstance. And lastly, and kind of goes along with that, to fear the Lord is to finish well. I know I've told this story before, and my apologies ahead of time if you were here when I told it, but I wanted to, to share with you a story about my son when he was a seventh grader, because it illustrates this so well. Um, Chris had always played sports, but um, his, you know, pre-adolescent years, he grew a lot, and his strength did not keep up with the size of his body. So he had always like, joined, he loved basketball, but he was not fast. He, uh, in fact, he played football in high school, but he was big guy, he's 6'2", almost 6'3", and when he was in seventh grade, it was the first year when he was in, seven, in junior high that he had to try out for the basketball team. And so he announced to me one day that he was going to try out for this team. And I'm just cringing inside. I'm going, really, honey, you want to play basketball? Because I know he's not going to make the team. And I'm just like dying, you know, going, honey, I really don't want you to experience rejection. But I didn't say that. I said, okay. And the, the uh, uh, tryouts were a week long. So every day he went to the tryouts and I picked him up, and he was beet red, sweating, and he'd get in the car, and he'd say, Mom, I didn't, I, I didn't finish, I finished last, but I finished. So he'd say that every single day. I finished the drills. I finished what we were supposed to do. And so come Friday was the first cut list, and, you know, I'm just kind of dying, and, and uh, he gets in the car, and he said, Mom... I didn't make the team. He said, I didn't make the team, but the coach called me up front, and he honored me, and he said, if I had an Ironman award, I would give it to Chris Sawyer because Christopher determined that he was going to finish every single drill, that he was going, no matter how hard it was, even though he came in last every single day, he was going to finish. And because of that, he was honored 
by the coach and by all the other all the other kids who were trying out. Now, when when we live our lives, sometimes things are really hard. Sometimes it's difficult to put the the our foot one foot in front of the other. But God knows that. He knows that. And there is there will be honor for the endurance that we portray. There will be honor for making him Lord of your life in everything that we do. What we go through today will, will help us in his plan for us tomorrow. Amen? Discipleship takes surrender, commitment, and endurance. And most of all, it takes making Jesus Lord of our life every single day. Are you ready? Are you ready for this next season? Are you ready? Because God is going to do something pretty marvelous in this church and in each of our lives. And I want to be ready. I'm excited not just about trying a new format on Wednesday night. I'm excited about what he's going to do in and through that new format. What this next season is going to mean for each person in this church and part of this church family. So let's get ready. Let's determine in our hearts that we are going to be aware each and every day of surrendering to him. Whatever you're going through in your life right now, whatever you see as the future, make Jesus Lord over that. Make him Lord over that. Amen? Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, that even though I have read these verses so many times, to me it was fresh a fresh reminder to always surrender to you, to always fear you and partake of your wisdom and knowledge for every situation. Lord, I ask by your Holy Spirit that throughout this week you would remind each of us areas of our lives where we need to make you Lord. We want so much to enter into your plan, not just for New Hope and for our church family. We want to enter into your plan for us, for our individual personal lives, Lord, for our personal families. Lord, we want to surrender. We want to be committed. We want to endure to the end. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness in our lives. Thank you so much, Jesus, that you are trustworthy, that I can with abandon surrender to you and to what you have called me to. Lord, to fear the Lord is not to be afraid of you, but it is to have a healthy fear of not becoming what you have destined us to be. Lord, by your Holy Spirit, speak to us in a very personal way this evening. Thank you, Jesus. In your precious name, I pray. Amen. Before we close, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I wanted to share a little bit for a couple minutes here about the Wednesday nights. I know Pastor Sheldon introduced it last week, and we've been talking about it a little bit on Sunday mornings. But for those of you who um, are not aware, in two weeks on September 3rd, we're going to kind of change the format of our Wednesday nights. And I think all of you received one of these. 
And what we will be doing is going to a course or session format. And first I want to share with you a little bit more about the vision of that. Okay, um, the purpose is, is in here inside. And it was to provide a, a deeper um, means of discipleship for our church. We just felt like the Lord was really calling us to do that. To provide something where we can touch people on, um, uh, on several different levels. So we wanted to have a Bible study, a topical study, and a new believer, new person course to offer on our Wednesday nights so that you will get to choose which ones to go to. The purpose, again, is for deeper discipleship. And um, more than that, it's to have a, uh, a smaller group atmosphere as well, even though since we're just doing three different courses to begin with, um, there'll probably be around 50 to 100 in each one. But it will provide for more interaction and more um, connecting with one another. And our vision and our goal is that out of this, as the Lord is teaching us and uh, equipping us, that, we will, that our small groups will be born and birthed out of, out of our Wednesday night. But again, we are not doing this to create a new program. We're just doing this to go deeper with Jesus. Are you with us? It'll be awesome, won't it? So tonight I wanted to sort of go over each of the different things that we'll be offering and introduce you briefly to the instructors, the ones who are here tonight. Um, next week, Pastor Sheldon will formally introduce them to you and let them share a little bit. Um, for the Bible study session, we're so excited that we're going to talk about, we're going to start off with the book of Acts and the Holy Spirit. It's going to be an awesome Bible study. And Chris Kipoli is going to teach that. And Chris, could you stand up? Yay, Chris, who has been a teacher in this church for many, many years. And um, it'll be an amazing time and a woman who really walks in the Spirit. So it'll be an awesome, awesome class. And then for our topical, um, we wanted to start off with marriage. <laughs> and um, we have uh, some wonderful teachers in our congregation that do already do marriage workshops for us. But we wanted to start this off by having um, two couples share with us on godly marriage. So if you want to be a part of that, I want to introduce you to um, Pastor Marcia and Tom. You'll stand. <laughs> there are older married couple <laughs> that will be sharing in the class. And Kat and Brandon Konanui, <laughs> they're going to be our younger married couple in the class. And I think there's going to be a lot of interesting conversation going on and discussion going on in that class. And then for our new believer, new person class, we wanted to provide a time where people can, one, get to know a little bit more about the church, but also about what it means to begin your walk with the Lord, um, what it means to have that, that um, surrender, commitment, and endurance in your walk with the Lord. So it isn't just for new believers. It's for people who are new to our church, or if you want a refresher course in how to study the Word, in what is the vision of our church. So we're going to do that particular course every single session. 
We're just going to continue it. And I chose, um, or we chose, several different instructors to do it. So it'll be somebody new teaching each week, so you'll never get tired of this class. And the first week, Pastor Sheldon is going to share. And then um, our other teachers will include Janelle Feldmeyer. I don't know if Janelle is here. She leads our um, Wednesday, or excuse me, Saturday morning women's Bible study and has been a teacher in our discipleship courses for many years. And um, also Dr. Robin uh, Takahashi, is he here tonight? There he is back there, yeah. <laughs> and he's going to be teaching us about some foundations and growing in your faith. Janelle will talk about what it means to make Jesus Lord of your life. Um, Pastor Sheldon is going to share just uh, some things about Foursquare and about our vision for New Hope. And then um, on week five, is that right? On week five, or excuse me, week four is growing in your faith. And Whitney um, Iranon, is Whitney here? Many of you know Whitney and Arnessa. They've served in our church forever. Is Arnessa's back there? He's not, well, that's okay. You can stand. That's the better half of. <laughs> and Whitney will be sharing with us on two di- uh, for two different topics. And also, Pastor Pauline. Where's Pastor Pauline? Is she here or she might be in the office? Okay, she's in the office, but she took the offering. She received our offering tonight. So that Pastor Pauline will also be sharing in the New Believer, New Person class. Um, we have planned out for the rest of this year and for all of next year and added some courses and some instructors and it's just going to be a lot of great fun and most of all it's going to be a time where i think we are going to see some personal growth that we haven't experienced in a long time so we're pretty excited about it plus i think it's going to be a lot of fun next week we are going to have a kickoff so after service and we already told pastor sheldon that he needs to keep it short we're going to have a special dessert afterwards and you get to meet all the new instructors and ask questions so it'll be something good you know like ice cream or cake or you know something fun and you don't you'll you can go from here into the fellowship hall to meet everybody and then go get your kids by eight o'clock okay so it's going to be fun and you're going to be receiving information all along the way i'm going to hang out a little bit afterwards and if you have any questions please feel free to come up and talk to me okay let's pray one more time lord thank you Thank you for every single person here. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to worship you together. Thank you, Lord, that you have raised us up, each of us, to sit with you in heavenly places, that you are our high priest, that daily you make intercession for us, that, Lord, you have, you have um, purposed to partner with each of us in our lives. Thank you, Lord, for this new season that we're in. Bless each family here this week. Ready us, Lord, for what you have for us during this next season. We love you, Lord. Bless our pastor tonight as he is uh, on Oahu. And um, bless our families. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.